James, recently we have done uh, <laughs> a number of more mm, difficult or deeper topics, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, in our recordings, but particularly in looking over life. But we even have found it difficult to get away from <laughs> the uh, <laughs> deeper topics and for what it's worth. So that's why I picked the topic for this episode of what it's worth. And to start off, I wanted to first ask you, are you the sort of person that enjoys these sorts of questions? The question that I have for you is, if you could choose to live anywhere on earth, where would it be and why? There are other questions like that. If you could <laughs> choose any career, if you could, uh, whatever, mm -hmm. do this or that, would you do it? Do you... Do you enjoy those sorts of questions, or do you spend any time thinking, dreaming about those sorts of things? Um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily spend a lot of time thinking about them. I was just talking to somebody just last evening, and they were they were talking about somebody they know, and whenever a like an airplane or a helicopter or something like that flies across where they are, they look up and like, oh man, I wish that was me. And this person's comment was, "Why are you always looking?" elsewhere and being dissatisfied with your life <laughs> yeah yeah um so there's i think that it's it's fine to to look outside and think huh what if things would be different how would i what would i choose but i do think we need to be careful that we don't start just getting dissatisfied with where we are mm -hmm. now and i have enough things to keep me busy <laughs> uh, here here at this where I am now in my current life, and so I guess I don't spend a lot of time thinking about them, but it's not that I'm not against thinking about such questions. So, yeah, I, I welcome questions like this. Yeah, I, I agree with that. For me, it's um, it can be fun. It can be a fun conversation to have, like, around the supper table or something like that. But then, well, I, I asked this question to my wife yesterday. I told her that this is what we're planning to record, and what would her answer be? Mm-hmm. And she thought for a while she was making supper when I asked her. And a bit later she came and said she she couldn't decide on a place. She said, Every, everywhere that I want is either too hot or too cold some of the time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, the place that I, I want to be is wherever you are. Aww. Oh, yeah. aw. so sweet. <laughs> so I guess it's up to me to decide where we're going to go. No. <laughs> Yeah. So, have you had a little bit of time to think about this? Have you have you settled on a place? Well, I don't really know that I have. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it depends. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I would say for one, I wouldn't say that I'm that dissatisfied with where I currently am, mm -hmm. which is I think that's a good thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. As far as where I would want to live, it depends on a number of different factors. Uh, assuming that I'm married and I have children, that's very different than if I was single. And I have dreamed about, there's this video that years ago I saw on YouTube, and it was this, I'm assuming he was single, I don't know that he was for sure, but it would, wouldn't make much sense if he wasn't single. Mm -hmm. But he lives on top of this mountain in Montana in the Flathead National Forest, okay. which I actually pedaled my bike through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he spends all summer from like June through September living on this little 14 by 14 wooden shack on top of the mountain that has windows the whole way around. Like you can see 360 degrees from inside the little 
cabin. Oh, okay. And yeah. and so in the morning, you know, the sun wakes him up. So he gets up, makes a cup of coffee, sits out on the front porch, and looks out over the surrounding area. And since he's on top of the mountain, he's just like looking down this absolutely beautiful landscape. And so there's part of me that that really desires something like that, but that's certainly not in the cards. And I don't know that it would actually be. It, it might be a bit much to spend your to spend that much of the year somewhat isolated or by yourself. Do you know what that fellow does like the other uh the other eight months of the year when he's not there? I do not. Okay. Know what he does. What is it what is it about the top of a mountain in Montana, a cabin? Mm-hmm. What is it about that that appeals to you? I think it's I think it really comes down to right now my life is very full. A lot of times it feels too full yeah. of work and family, and I was like, man, I really wish I could cut some of these things out, but so many of the things I'm involved in I feel like are good things, like, mm-hmm. well, for instance, the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I haven't made that hard decision on what thing to cut out, and there's some things that are just not, obviously I can't cut out family, it's just not happening, and I have to have a job, so being able to, like, it's it's easy for me to dream about becoming a hermit and moving off to the mountains <laughs> where I can just like all the different responsibilities and things coming at me just kind of melt away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm here on the top of the mountain. I've got a job. I'm watching, you know, it wouldn't have to be watching for fires. He's a fire lookout, but it would allow me time to think and quiet and time to read books. I feel like lately I just, yeah, I really, feel like I never have enough time to read that would give me almost all the time in the world to read but there again it's it's maybe a bit of a grass is greener on the other side of the fence I'm sure if I was actually there I would probably there's some things I wouldn't like about it so yeah yeah. so describe a little bit the area where you live now you're not on top of a mountain you're not in Montana so what's it like (laughs) So I'm in a valley, <laughs> not the top of a <laughs> yeah. mountain, although there are mountains nearby. Of course, most of the listeners know where I live, Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Yeah, it's it's very, very green and lush for most of the year, unless it's dry, which it's been very dry lately, mm-hmm. which is a little abnormal to be dry in um, May and June, but that's how it is currently. It tends to be kind of humid, and anyway, there's just lots of, um, there's also lots of people. It's not super densely populated, but it's definitely more densely populated than some areas. Than the top of a mountain in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this isn't, I mean, that that area is, that's not realistic. That's like aspirational. If my life would have turned out completely differently, that's what I would have liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's also a little bit of a, like, I know that it's not realistic, and I'm not sure that I would be fulfilling God's call in my life to to serve others if I would do something like that. I guess that's one way to serve others is to watch for fires, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but in a way, in a way it would be very selfish and so I don't know that I could ever bring myself to do something like that. It's just, you know, from where I am right now, I would love to to be in a place that doesn't have near the noise. Mm. By noise, I don't mean literal noise, I mean mental responsibilities, things that that are coming at you, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's really a good thing. It sounds kind of selfish. <laughs> what are some of the pros and cons of the Shenandoah Valley? 
Well, it's near family, and that's probably one of the bigger things, I would say. I do really enjoy uh, being near my family, LaShonda's family. Yeah, it's just it's it's really fun for the boys to spend time with them mm-hmm. and, and grow up with their with their cousins and their grandparents. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that it's the climate is mostly ideal, I would say. Okay. If anything, I would like it to be not quite as hot and humid during the, the summer mm-hmm. and a little bit not necessarily colder, but I wouldn't mind more snow during the winter. So more distinct seasons. You en- you enjoy the seasons then. Yeah, I do very much, mm-hmm. but it's it's not bad. Like I'm not going to complain really because, yeah, I mean it gets cold enough that it does snow and it's uh, it's not blistering hot during most of the summer. There's about a month in like basically the uh, first couple weeks of July through the middle of August where it's pretty warm, but it it cools off. So would the New England states be too cold then? Um, I don't know. I've actually thought about the New England states um, as far as like where I would live realistically with a family. Mm-hmm. I've actually thought that Vermont mm-hmm. is probably where I would like to be. Vermont is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hiked through Vermont back in 2010, not through the entire state, but through parts of it. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of Virginia in some ways. I was in the Green Mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these mountains, but they're not like these really tall, craggy mountains. They're just kind of rolling and covered in trees, and it also tends to be a good bit cooler up there during the summer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you do get more, more snow. So I would say New England is probably where I would choose to live, like realistically. That seems like a place I would like. Hmm. For me, <laughs> uh, this was an interesting thought exercise I think the way my wife described it about every place is too hot or too cold, it made me chuckle. But um, I think I think that does somewhat describe where I would want to be. Someplace mild that doesn't change much. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think heaven would be like. Do you think there will be? <laughs> do you think there will be seasons or cold and hot? Uh, in heaven or will that just all be all the sensory stuff will be taken away and will just be these uh, ethereal forms or (laughs) I wonder what you imagine yeah well where are we spending eternity is the question well is it in heaven or not (laughs) yeah so there's heaven and there's the new earth um and I think something that's a bit unclear but I'm excited about about the new earth there are some passages very short passages in in Revelation that talk about people working in uh, working the land is kind of the idea that I get out of it mm-hmm. on the new earth. And that's, <laughs> from my earthly perspective, that's kind of where I would like to be, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree too. Well, right now, everyone knows I'm in the Andes of Peru. Peru is a very diverse country with regards to its climate and geography i mean you have the unforgiving snow-capped peaks of the andes all the way to rainforests uh in the in the lower parts of the jungles but you also have uh long sections of low desert as well and so everything you can find here in peru i think just about Mm -hmm. but where we live now it's chilly all year at least in the mornings mornings and nights, early mornings, I should say. 
we're into coming into our winter. Winters are very cold in the morning, crunchy, frosty outside. We have a short growing season because of our elevation, and that also makes the elevation makes it difficult for breathing and difficult to raise animals. Mm-hmm. They don't grow to their potential because of that. But it is really beautiful here. You found that out, James, yeah. when you visited. Yeah. <laughs> If you could live off of the beauty, you'd be you'd be well set. <laughs> the sun is out pretty well every day. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that we have full sun more than 300 days of the year for at least a few hours, and I I enjoy that quite a lot. Going mm-hmm. out midday and basking like a lizard. Yeah, <laughs> the culture is slower than what the states was, so I enjoy that as well. But I think if I could eliminate the the constraints of life you mentioned some of those that I would probably choose to live in some place I I I thought at first maybe the Canary Islands or the Galapagos Islands mm-hmm. but the more I I looked at them and and uh, I was reading a little bit about them again they're amazing places gorgeous places and the the weather particularly in the Canary Islands is about ideal. I think the Canary Islands low is like 62, 62 to 65 year round, and the mm-hmm. high is like 72. So you have a very uh, mild but moderated uh, climate. And a lot of people say the Canary Islands are the perfect, perfect climate of the year. But it's an island, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily want to be stuck on an island away from people. As I thought about different places, I went jumping around uh, the internet looking at a number of places. I realized one of my main one of my main criterion would be that I need to be able to grow stuff. I need to be able to have a garden. Mm-hmm. And an island, the Canary Islands and the Galapagos, both of them appear like you could have a nice garden there. I'm not sure exactly how the soil would be, but um, they do seem fairly lush. But I'm, I'm not entirely sure how it would be to grow this this thing of briny air mm-hmm. and briny rain can be make, make growing difficult. So I don't think I'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. So my realistic choice, <laughs> <laughs> my realistic imaginary choice would probably be central Italy. Okay. Greece might also work. But Greece, I think, is tends to be drier and hotter. Mm-hmm. But central Italy, uh, getting a little bit off the coast, is the coast can be have pretty harsh summers. But central Italy is fairly mild. You do have a little bit of a swing throughout the year. There's a difference between winter and summer, um, but not there's not really snow there. Mm-hmm. Italy has snow up north, as so we're coming into the mountains there. I'm not a fan of snow. <laughs> I could do without winter for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the, the cold and freezing and all of that. So uh, central Italy is is beautiful. It's mild. Uh, you can think of you know these huge um, grape or uh, vineyards areas like that. And so I'm just Im- envisioning myself my wife my children in a 
in a cottage, central Italy, with lots of place to make things grow (laughs) (laughs) and uh, lots of quiet. But access to people and access to, yeah, the rest of the country if we need it. Yeah, you were were talking about you don't like things to be too hot or too cold, and I immediately thought that sounds like a Mediterranean climate would work well for you because it tends to not have (laughs) quite as dramatic of a swing in temperature. I know certain parts of California near the coast tend to be very clement (laughs) in the weather. Um, Like, what is it? Los Angeles? I always think of Los Angeles as being kind of in the south and being really hot, but it really doesn't get as hot as you would think. Mm-hmm. But then, like up at San Francisco, especially, it tends to like it's very foggy a lot of times. But yeah, it like barely gets above eighty degrees and almost never gets cold enough to snow. So that mm-hmm. that seems. But yeah, I really enjoy snow and winter. So yeah, I kind of would like a place. But yeah, back to my you know what I would like in my. During my bike trip, I went through the states of Montana. I cut through just a corner of Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, and I enjoyed all of those. Montana and Colorado were probably the ones that I enjoyed the most. Wyoming was just flat and dry for the most part. Yeah. (laughs) At least the parts that I was on. I've climbed some mountains in Colorado, and so I really do like the mountains. I like the clear air and where there's, it's not is densely populated. I mean, there's certain areas that are certainly dense, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, the density of the population is almost like an order of magnitude less than what it is on the East Coast. And so I would really like that. The darker skies I would also like. Anyway, there's just various things. This is, this is touching on some of the, uh, uh, some of the specifics that, that are making you choose a place. I'm curious if you could, if you could nail them down now that it sounds like, mountains mountains and seasons are important mm-hmm. but you've also mentioned a little bit like uh the demographic or at least the the population density mm-hmm. do you have some other specifics that would figure into uh what we might say is your ideal place to live well i think and we haven't really talked too much about this but i think the community you're living in is very important yeah you know, that's that's a little bit more difficult. I mean, you, you know what the physical characteristics of an area are, but you don't really know what the community is like until you move there or until you somehow interact with, with that group of people. Mm-hmm. So that would be extremely important. In fact, that would probably be more important than all the others. Right. But how do you, you know, how do you figure that out is a little bit difficult. But yeah, I would say mountains, mountains, seasons, and fewer people is important. I've actually thought before that maybe West Virginia is where I should go because in a half an hour, well, roughly half hour, I can be in West Virginia from where I live. Uh-huh. It tends to be a little bit higher altitude, so it's a little bit colder, mm-hmm. so they get more snow. There are definitely fewer people in West Virginia, and there's more mountains. And so, yeah, it's kind of checking all the boxes in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that thing about community is really important. Whether you would be on an island or on a mountain or in the Mediterranean, it only takes one one sour neighbor <laughs> to completely upset your your beautiful, your ideal 
climate. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I could go to the Canary Islands um, uh, web page or their Wikipedia page and read about how wonderful it is, but it doesn't say, uh, does neighbor Sue, uh, is she easy to get along with or whatever? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, this is uh, this is all imaginary, of course. I was wondering if you have, you kind of uh, touched on this briefly, but are is this, hmm, how do I want to put this question, but is it ever a possibility, or do you see it as a possibility that you would ever leave the, the valley, or do you imagine that probably you'll just probably stay there, live and die there in the valley, and, and uh, <laughs> just raise your family? which does to me does not seem like a bad thing i'm just curious yeah uh, do you ever see yourself ending up in vermont or montana or or west virginia <laughs> yeah i don't necessarily see myself leaving the valley right now but things could certainly change it's where you know where i am now i feel like it's where god wants me to be i have I have community that I'm plugged into and I have work that's very fulfilling and I feel is very impactful in the kingdom. And so I feel like I should, I should stay here for a while. And Mm -hmm. maybe if something changes, if for instance, a teaching job would, would come up and I felt like that was where I should go, I would be willing to move. Mm -hmm. I think that LaShonda sometimes it gets slightly horrified at the thought of getting stuck in the valley for the rest of her life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, she does enjoy traveling and I asked her where she would like to live. And she said, she didn't say specifically, she just said probably somewhere in Europe. Mm, mm-hmm. She spent, she spent three weeks in Poland during a chorus tour and she really enjoyed the architecture and the people, you know, the people, the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Europe doesn't have, there's, uh, there's, Part of me that wants to visit Europe, but I'm not ready to say, sure, let's move there. Right. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another place I haven't mentioned is New Zealand. Mm. And that's kind of a somewhat more exotic location in some ways. Mm-hmm. But it has English speaking people there. So you don't have to learn a new language. Yeah, that's true. And the culture would be probably a bit more understandable to somebody from a Western background. Mm hmm. But yet it has the the island, well, there are two islands, the North Island and the South Island. I think the North Island has most of the people. The South Island is uh, got a bit more, a bit cooler climate because it's closer, like it's it's higher latitude. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that would, would love New Zealand, but I haven't been there, so I don't know <laughs> how ideal it would actually be. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have on my list uh, as another option the Tasmanian wilderness of Australia, uh, just because okay. it, it's fairly mild. It's not uh, exactly Mediterranean. It's a little on the warmer side, which mm-hmm. I think would suit me maybe even better than than a Mediterranean climate. But uh, one thing about Australia is like everything there is deadly. So <laughs> they have like all these <laughs> yeah. venomous and poisonous things in the wild. Um, I think you could, looking at the Tasmanian wilderness, it looks like you could really make a garden grow there. But yeah, you'd be fighting off, uh, you know, asps and 
and <laughs> all manners of other spiders and whatever <laughs> that were trying to take your life. Yeah, that's funny. For us living here in the Andes, we've been here four years now, and our our future, well, as all of our futures is unknown, but our future here is indefinite. We don't know how many years we'll be in Peru, but there is always this thing. We came down assuming that it's um, a season of life and not all of life, but we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there is this uh, thing in the back of our minds that says we probably won't be here forever and there's going to be a next place. And and where would it be? Will we will we end up back in Virginia, or will we uh, end up in Tasmania? I kind of doubt we'll end up in Tasmania <laughs> <laughs> or the Galapagos. Italy Italy has uh, appealed to us uh, for a few years now. We don't necessarily have any particular place or a reason pulling us there mm-hmm. exactly, but I love. I love the Italian language. I have studied it briefly and uh, enjoy Italian culture. Love Italian food. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I could find a place in central Italy where I could have a nice garden, maybe we'd end up there. But my my main pools, even though I really want a place to grow a garden, my main pool is community and and church. And that's why we're here in the Andes. The way my my wife said it is where we are is the perfect place to be. Mm-hmm. And we were both in our in our uh, ponchos and and she had a hood on and I had a cap on. <laughs> and I thought, well, we could be a little bit warmer. But no, I I'm really content with where we are. Uh, I love I love Peru. I love our community, but. Yeah, we never know about the future. I uh, want to ask. Well, if you have any, if you have anything, any uh, closing th- uh, thoughts or ideals or fun things you want to throw in, you can feel free, James. But I, I wanted to for sure throw in here to our patrons that I think it would be fun to hear from them if they have any ideal places they would want to go. Uh, they could send us a short email, maybe maybe even throw in a link to a web page that, that shows some some photos maybe of the place that you want to go. I'll be dropping in some some uh, some things into the show notes to give people at least a picture of the places that we had in mind here. But yeah, please uh, let us know if you have any dream dream locations. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add. I kind of kind of go back to what I said at the beginning where we need to be careful not to be dissatisfied with where we currently are. And mm-hmm. there's a, a quote that you often see hanging up on like a kitchen wall or somebody's <laughs> house. Uh-huh. And it's a little bit uh, saccharine maybe, but I think there's also some truth there. And it says home is where the heart is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's maybe a little cliche, but I think that we can, we can make any area, any place a very, a very good place to live. And, you know, some of the things I was talking about, what would be ideal as far as kind of getting away from uh, faster paced life and things, some of that could be helped by moving, but some of that could also be done by just modifying the way you live where you are. <laughs> yeah, just choices. <laughs> just yeah, instead no. of trying to, yeah, <laughs> instead of trying to run away from 
your problems to some other place. I mean, that would probably work in a sense, but you're also your own, your own uh, messed up issues are going to follow you wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that quote about home is where the heart is uh, goes. I, I've always often wondered people who have wanderlust, these people who, uh, you know, maybe get out a van so they can live in it and they just travel all over North America or or whatever. What where is their <laughs> where is their home? Where is their heart? Because they're just never they're never rooted anywhere. I wonder what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Does not appeal to me at all. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going going through this thought exercise was interesting. It was fun. Uh, good for me. I, I kept coming back to this question, which which I think you were trying to pull up throughout your 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 bit, James. Is what do I want to do with my life, or or what brings value to my life? Like I could end up in the Galapagos, but then what would I do? I mean, yeah. I can't I can't live off of having a garden, you know. I mean, you have to make life work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what do I want to leave behind? Does does legacy matter? And I think there for for both of us, there is a sense of responsibility to to make the world a better place and to do that following Jesus and so that's kind of i mean maybe it sounds cliche but it's for me it's very real wherever the lord leads me mm-hmm. is where i want to go and that'll be where i'll be most content 